The world is seeing a textbook case of ethnic cleansing happening right before our eyes. Top Israeli government officials have publicly admitted that their goal is to ethnically cleanse the Palestinian indigenous population of Gaza, that is more than 2 million people, and an Israeli government minister said that they are carrying out a new Nekba. This is a reference to the ethnic cleansing of Palestinians in 1948 that led to the creation of the State of Israel. It is not just one Israeli official who has admitted this. There is a mountain of evidence that continues to grow, and today I'm going to look at the evidence showing how the United States government is supporting ethnic cleansing right now. Israel is carrying out ethnic cleansing in Gaza, and it has the full support of the U.S. government. And meanwhile, the U.S. government is holding the United Nations hostage and preventing any action to stop this ethnic cleansing from happening. I want to begin this analysis today looking at the latest death toll. As of the 13th of November, Israel has killed more than 11,000 Palestinians in Gaza. That is one out of every 200 people, as the Washington Post reported. And what the Washington Post points out, that among those killed by Israel are doctors, journalists, professors, and poets. Roughly two-thirds of the Palestinians killed by Israel have been women and children, including more than 4,500 children and more than 3,200 women. According to the World Health Organization, that means that Israel kills a child in Gaza every 10 minutes. And now some Israeli officials are becoming more honest about what their real intentions are, and it is ethnic cleansing. This was acknowledged by a minister in the Israeli government, Avi Dikter, who said that their goal is a new Nekba. I'm reading from the top Israeli newspaper, Haaretz. He said, quote, We are now rolling out the Gaza Nekba, and he said, Gaza Nekba 2023, that's how it'll end. And once again, this is the minister Avi Dikter. He is the minister of agriculture. He is also a member of the security cabinet. And he is an ally of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu from the same far-right Likud party. Now, when he says that Israel wants a new Nekba for 2023, what does that mean? Well, if you go to the United Nations website, they have a brief summary that explains that this was, again, a textbook case of ethnic cleansing. Nekba means catastrophe in Arabic, and it refers to the mass displacement and dispossession of Palestinians in 1948. And the UN notes that Palestine was a multi-ethnic and multicultural society and militias as part of the Zionist movement that sought to create a Jewish state in Palestine with the support of the Western colonial powers, originally with the support of the British Empire going back to the Balfour Declaration, and then the other Western colonial powers. These Zionist militias carried out a terror campaign, and they ethnically cleansed hundreds of thousands of indigenous Palestinians and created the state of Israel in 1948. And the United Nations notes on its website here that, quote, as early as December 1948, that is a few months after Israel was created, the UN General Assembly called for refugee return 
property restitution and compensation. However, 75 years later, despite countless UN resolutions, the rights of the Palestinians continue to be denied. There are more than 5 million Palestine refugees that are registered with the UN, specifically with the UN Relief and Works Agency, known as UNRWA, and Palestinians continue to be dispossessed and displaced by Israeli settlements, evictions, land confiscation, and home demolitions. And the UN notes that the, the Nakba anniversary is a reminder not only of those tragic events of 1948, but of the ongoing injustice suffered by the Palestinians. And now we have top Israeli officials admitting they want to carry out another Nakba. Now, I mentioned that it was not just one Israeli minister who has acknowledged that this is Israel's goal. In fact, the Israeli media outlet 972 obtained a smoking gun. This is a document from an Israeli government ministry, and they published this in an article titled, Expel All Palestinians from Gaza Recommends Israeli Government Ministry. And this article was published in collaboration with a local Israeli media outlet, and they got access to an Israeli Ministry of Intelligence document that recommends the forcible and permanent transfer of the Gaza Strip's 2.2 million Palestinian residents to Egypt's Sinai Peninsula. And it recommends a full population transfer as Israel's preferred course of action. Again, this is textbook ethnic cleansing. 972 published an English language translation of this original Hebrew language document from the Israeli intelligence ministry. This memo was dated on the 13th of October. And if you go in the document, you can see that the Israeli intelligence ministry recommended three options for Gaza. And one of them, option A, was the population remaining in Gaza and the import of Palestinian authority rule. The PA already rules the illegally occupied West Bank, that is ostensibly Palestinian territory that is has been illegally occupied by Israel since 1967. Option B was the population remaining in Gaza, along with the emergence of a local Arab authority. And option C, which is recommended by the Israeli intelligence ministry, is the, quote, evacuation of the civilian population from Gaza to Sinai. So ethnic cleansing. Now, the intelligence ministry wrote that option C is the option that will yield positive long-term strategic outcomes from Israel. And they said that options A and B suffer from significant deficiencies. So they do not support the creation of a new government in Gaza. They're, they're recommending, the Israeli intelligence ministry is recommending ethnic cleansing. And they know that option A, that is making a government in Gaza that is ruled by the Palestinian Authority, they say that's the option with the most risks because, quote, the division between the Palestinian population in Judea and Samaria, West Bank in scare quotes, so that that's this is the settler colonialist term that Israeli colonialists use to refer to the West Bank, which is Palestinian territory that Israel occupies. And Prime Minister Netanyahu has promised for many years that he's going to annex this completely. So this is completely colonialist. But anyway, the Ministry of Intelligence wrote that the division between the West Bank and Gaza, quote, is one of the central obstacles preventing the establishment of a Palestinian state. So, of course, Israel never wants a Palestinian state to exist and never will in a million years allow it. 
because it will prevent their colonial control over the region. So that's why they oppose the other options, and that's why the Israeli intelligence ministry is calling for ethnic cleansing. And if you go down in the document, the Israeli intelligence ministry said that their first stage is to create tent cities in Sinai. This is the desert of Egypt. And then they will create a so-called sterile zone of several kilometers inside Egypt. And they say, quote, the return of the population to activities or residences near the border with Israel should not be allowed. So this is permanent. It's permanent displacement of Palestinians, permanent ethnic cleansing. And the Israeli intelligence ministry admits in this document that this ethnic cleansing, quote, may present challenges in terms of international legitimacy. That's their polite way, euphemistic way of saying this is completely illegal. It is a crime against humanity. Ironically, they also acknowledge in the document that, quote, Israel will not have the ability to control the plan since it will be implemented outside its territory. (laughs) Obviously. So, Not only is Israel carrying out crimes against humanity and ethnic cleansing, but it's violating the sovereignty not only of the Palestinian people, but of Egypt. And Israel, with U.S. support, is telling a sovereign country in North Africa that it has to give over its territory, colonize its territory on behalf of Israel for indigenous Palestinians because Israel is ethnically cleansing them from their own homeland in Palestine, where they have a legal right under international law to live. And this ethnic cleansing is not just a hypothetical that could potentially happen. It is happening right now as we speak. In fact, Israel's Channel 12 News reported that Israel's cabinet has intelligence that 1.7 million Gazans out of the total population of 2.2 million have already been forced out of their homes. Their homes have been damaged or destroyed. So that's to say that 77% of the Palestinian population of Gaza, more than three quarters of Gazans, have already been displaced as part of this ethnic cleansing process because Israel is destroying everyone's house. Many other Israeli officials have acknowledged that this is the plan. The former director of Israel's Ministry of Intelligence Services and the Ministry of Strategic Affairs, who was the deputy director of Mossad, which is the Israeli CIA, Ram Ben Barak, he said in an interview on Israel's Channel 12 that the more than 2 million Palestinians in Gaza should be distributed all around the world. He said 100 countries should each take 25,000 Palestinians. And he said that it's better to be a refugee in Canada than in Gaza. So this is a blatant call, once again, for ethnically cleansing Palestinians. Furthermore, an Israeli think tank closely tied to Prime Minister Netanyahu also published a blueprint calling for the complete ethnic cleansing of Palestinians from Gaza. We have also seen explicitly genocidal rhetoric from top Israeli officials. Netanyahu's national security minister, Itamar Ben-Gavir, who is a far-right extremist, he said in a live interview on an Israeli media outlet that everyone in Gaza who supports Hamas is a terrorist. He said, quote, To be clear, when we say that Hamas should be destroyed, it also means those who celebrate, those who support, and those who hand out candy. They're all terrorists. They should all be destroyed. So he's referring to 
essentially the entire population of Gaza. This was also the rhetoric of Israel's president, Isaac Herzog, who gave a speech in which he said that there are no civilians in Gaza. He said, quote, it is an entire nation out there that is responsible. It is not true this rhetoric about civilians not being aware, not involved. It is absolutely not true. Once again, this is a textbook example of an incitement to genocide, genocidal rhetoric of Israel's president saying that the entire population of Gaza is a target for this massacre. And Israeli officials are not only threatening the civilian population of Gaza, but also Lebanon, which was militarily occupied by Israel for many years. And Israel's defense minister, Yoav Gallant, he said that Lebanese citizens, Lebanese civilians, quote, all of the citizens of Lebanon will, quote, pay the price if there is a wider regional war. And then he added, quote, what we do in Gaza, we know how to do in Beirut. So this is a clear admission by Israel's defense minister that not only is the Israeli apartheid regime massacring civilians in Gaza, but it's more than willing to massacre civilians in Lebanon as well. The Israeli journalist David Sheen also published a video of an Israeli military officer giving a speech in which he says, this is the happiest month of my life. And of course, this is at a time when more than 11,000 Palestinians have been killed, including more than 4,500 children. So this is the kind of sadistic rhetoric from Israeli military officers. And in this speech, the Israeli military officer said, quote, the land is ours, the whole country, all of it, including Gaza, including Lebanon, the whole promised land. We're, we're going to come back big time. So Israeli military officers are not only talking about ethnically cleansing and colonizing Palestinian land, but also colonizing Lebanon. This is why legal experts around the world are warning that Israel is committing genocide. And in fact, the Center for Constitutional Rights in the United States has announced that Palestinians are suing the U.S. President, Secretary of State Antony Blinken, and the Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin for their support for Israel's genocide. The legal experts at the Center for Constitutional Rights said that the Israeli government is committing genocide against the Palestinian people in Gaza with unconditional U.S. support, and they noted that this is clearly defined by the International Genocide Convention of 1948, Numerous Israeli government leaders have expressed clear genocidal intentions and deployed dehumanizing characterizations of Palestinians as human animals. And the Center for Constitutional Rights noted, quote, the United States is failing to uphold its legal obligation to prevent genocide and President Biden and other high level officials are actively aiding and abetting the Israeli government's genocide of the Palestinian people. Furthermore, the government of Algeria has announced that it is working on a formal legal complaint against Israel in the International Criminal Court. And Colombia's president, Gustavo Petro, has announced publicly that the Colombian government is joining the Algerian government in filing this formal complaint, legal complaint, with the International Criminal Court, accusing Israel and specifically Prime Minister Netanyahu, of war crimes against Palestinian civilians and in particular children. Now, the International Criminal Court is extremely biased in the interest of Western governments. 
As of 2016, only Africans had been tried at the court for the worst crimes on earth. It's essentially the International Colonial Court. I explained in a previous article and video, which I will link to in the description below, how the current ICC prosecutor, Kareem Khan, is extremely biased. He himself is a British national. And in fact, the Israeli media reported that Israel and its allies, of course, the U.S., they behind the scenes were lobbying to appoint him, to elect him as the new chief prosecutor of the ICC because they knew that he would not investigate Israel's war crimes and crimes against humanity. And by the way, the current British ICC chief prosecutor, Kareem Khan, he also dropped the U.S. military and the CIA from the investigation into war crimes committed in Afghanistan. So he has shown himself to be a complete puppet of the West and the ICC, like these other institutions, like the United Nations, is being held hostage by the United States, despite the fact that the U.S. and Israel are not part of the International Criminal Court. They are not state parties to the Rome Statute, which established the ICC. So this is the example of this Western hypocrisy, where the U.S. supports the ICC when it is used as a political weapon against Washington's adversaries, like Russia, for instance, and yet the U.S., is not a member of the ICC, and Israel is not a member of the ICC, and they prevent the ICC from taking action against the U.S. for its war crimes in Afghanistan or against Israel for its crimes against humanity against the Palestinian people. And we can see an example of this cowardice in international organizations like the United Nations because, for instance, on the 13th of November, the Secretary General of the UN, Antonio Guterres, he said that that Israel has killed more than 100 UN staff. This is the most UN staff killed in any conflict. And yet he was so, such a coward that he refused to say the word Israel because the United Nations is completely held hostage by the United States. Every time there's a vote in the UN Security Council, the US uses its veto power, being a permanent member, in order to prevent any resolution that would take action against Israel for its war crimes. And the UN headquarters is physically located in New York. The US provides significant funding to the United Nations. And top UN officials are very disproportionately from Western countries, from North America and Europe. This is an institution that is completely colonial and held hostage by the U.S., which is why not only is there no punishment while Israel is committing genocide and ethnic cleansing, but top U.N. officials like Antonio Guterres are too afraid to even mention that Israel is killing their staff members. Meanwhile, the World Health Organization is reporting that Israel is attacking hospitals in Gaza, including Ashifa Hospital, the largest, most important hospital and they reported that some Palestinians, civilians who are fleeing from the hospital, have been shot, wounded, and killed. And yet, once again, they are too afraid to mention Israel. They don't mention the word Israel as Israel is killing civilians, is killing nurses and doctors and patients. What this all shows is that the international political and humanitarian institutions that exist are completely colonial. They are controlled by the United States, and the U.S. uses them to hold the world hostage, to advance its geopolitical and economic interests, and to shield U.S. allies 
and extensions of the U.S. empire like Israel from any consequences. There are zero consequences for Israel as top Israeli officials are admitting they're carrying out ethnic cleansing. They're referring to it as a new Nekba. They're doing it and the entire world can see we have advanced technology. This is not 1948. People cannot pretend like they don't know what's happening. In 1948, we didn't all have camera phones, but today Palestinians do and they are live streaming the genocide that Israel is carrying out against them with the full support of the U.S. empire. There is absolutely no excuse. You cannot pretend that you are ignorant about what is happening. And if you're watching this, you're probably in a Western country. You probably speak English. You're maybe in the US, Canada, maybe Europe, or many other countries. And it's likely that your government is supporting this genocide and ethnic cleansing. That's why there have been so many huge protests across the world, huge protests with more than 300,000 people marching in Washington, D.C., also hundreds of thousands marching in London to protest their government support for this colonial genocide. And it goes to show that in the 19th century, the Western powers were blatant about their colonial intentions and their genocidal crimes. They didn't even pretend that they were supporting human rights and democracy. And today, those same Western governments are just as complicit in genocidal crimes against humanity, and yet now they claim to be supporting democracy and human rights. I mean, this is the deep hypocrisy of these Western colonial powers, and it is so blatant for the entire world to see. It cannot be denied. And the vast majority of the world population living in countries in the global south, they are not tolerating this. As I have shown in my other reports, I will link in the description below to my report on Latin American nations. Many governments in Latin America are cutting ties with the Israeli apartheid regime, formally accusing Israel of genocide and speaking out publicly, trying to take action to support Palestinian human rights. And yet, once again, these international institutions like the UN are being held hostage by the US, which is what's preventing them from actually defending Palestinian human rights. Well. On that note, I'm going to conclude here. It's a very sad note, but it's also the realistic one. I'm not going to sugarcoat what's happening. This is very clear. And in history, it will be very clear which side people were on, which side countries were on in support of genocide or against genocide, for ethnic cleansing or against ethnic cleansing in the new Nakba of 2023, like the Nakba of 1948. On that note, I'm going to conclude. I am Ben Norton. This is Geopolitical Economy Report. I want to thank everyone for joining me today. It's very horrific news, but I think it's important to, to, to cover truthfully without whitewashing it. And I will be back very soon for more reporting. See you next time.